They've done it. They have done it. The Marlins have their first ever franchise cycle. Luis Arias with the cycle last night in the Marlins' 8-4 victory against the Philadelphia Phillies. Immediate reaction to a historic night for Luis Arias and the Marlins, all with the UK GOAT Sean Barrett on today's Locked on Marlins. You are Locked on Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you are listening to the pod, hit subscribe. It is, of course, your team every day and it is the Miami Marlins. And yes, there is a YouTube channel. You can head on, head on over to there and hit subscribe. Also, uh, guys, this pod is almost like a post-game emergency reaction pod. As you know, I watch... Watch the majority of games, particularly the late ones, on delay with no spoilers. So I've watched the game, every ball, every pitch. You've seen it. I've seen it. Had to jump on. Sean Barrett, watched it live, though. Sean Barrett, welcome to the show. You must be tired, but hope you're doing well, brother. Yeah, I've got the dark eyes to show that I was up late last night watching <laughs> the game. Um, and boy, what a game history in the making. Uh, they always say you, every night you can watch baseball and see something you've never seen before. And in this case, we certainly saw something we've never seen before. Yeah, no doubt about a historic night for the Marlins. Uh, before we get into that, this episode and our sponsor of this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. You can visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And Sean, we have to get started with Luis Arias. He, it, I, I mean, this is the first ever franchise cycle, but I loved the way it, it left him needing a single to get there. The guy that has been hitting like no one else in baseball this season pretty much and has got a ton of hits already. I love the fact it wasn't one of those, you know, final at bat, you're chasing a triple, this is probably going to be unlikely. All the hard work was done. It was just can Luis Arias do what he does best and hit a single, oppo knocko, Luis Arias gets the cycle. He knew it straight away. It was great to see, mate. What was your reaction at the time watching it live? I mean, I'm glad he got that final lap back. There was there was a period in the game where the Marlins needed one more base runner um, to, to to make it, and uh, so yeah, it was a case of once that was uh, sorted, it was yeah. it was up to Arias. And and you say about the, just needing the single. Of course, you normally it is as you said, it's a triple or it's a home run, and normally the the guy that needs a triple isn't a triple hitter like Coop or the guy that needs a home run is a guy like D Gordon who isn't going to run into one. No. So <laughs> the fact that he only needed a single was great, made it more realistic, but it also brings the added chance of chaos. What happens if he rips a shot up the middle? Nice I know. for a double. Does he just go, well, I'll just stand here on first base and and then and have a cup of tea because I, I thought the same. The I, what would he have done? Like I was thinking exactly the same. Like if he blasts one, and because he's been blasting them all night, he hadn't hit a single. Uh, obviously, uh, in in the game, he was. I mean, the the triple. When I think back to that, uh, it's pretty lucky that he he split his bat on it because otherwise that could have got out as well. Who knows? Or but. Do you think he would have stopped? Do you think he would have, if it was like, looked like a double, would you think he would have stopped and just took the single and had the cycle or would he have carried on? 
with the game the way it was, you know, the Marlins had a couple of runs in the lead. And yeah. I know I would. <laughs> he can be forgiven. Skip Schumacher didn't realize, um, he realized clearly that the, the cycle was on, um, but he, he didn't realize during the game uh, that the Marlins had never had one before. So Skip wouldn't have been aware of that. He only uh, realized that after the game. I, I think it would have been a really intriguing situation if Arias ripped one and then had to make a, a decision there and then. Um, obviously, the, the team was up at that point. The game looked like it was in hand. Um, but I, overall, I'm glad he didn't have to make that decision. It was a single, um, and he knew it straight away. And it was in perfect fashion for Lewis Arias. Just overall, though, Sean, listen, Arias now, he's you know he's hitting 537 through the first 12 games. He has been... He's been, I, I don't think as advertised is fair. He's been better than advertised. He, for me, has been an absolute stud, mate. Um, has he been Has he been better than you expected as well? I mean, you can't say he hasn't. No one has expected that. He went into the game with a 500 batting average and, and left the game with a higher than 500 batting average. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. It's crazy. It's third in baseball with, in WRC+. Plus. He, is, he is a top you know, 10 player in baseball. Yeah, the, these players uh, don't happen often for the Marlins, and you've got to enjoy them when they do. And uh, it's it's a perfect shot in the arm. It's a perfect the 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 result of having that cycle is fantastic. It's something that it's the monkey off the Marlins' back because they were the last team not to have one. Yeah, and and in a way, it's kind of not embarrassing, but it's a case of you don't want to be the only team not at the party. Uh, yeah. But the win as well was really important. We, we spoke about it yesterday, actually, yeah. before the game, um, how important this game was, how important Cake in one of these two games. Um, and it's just the fact that it came off the back, mainly, of a rise's back, it, it is, is how this season's going to go forwards. You called it out, mate. This, the, the other beautiful thing about this is this this happened. Uh, and let me just let me just kind of give you a bit of insight into what happened here this morning, where I was going bananas, naturally, Tara came down, for those listening, Tara's my wife, she came down and said, Pete, what's going on? Why are you shouting here? Why are you getting so pumped? 9 a.m. I said, we've had a guy hit for the cycle. Let me tell you what that is. So I had to explain to her what a cycle was. She then said, but does it really matter? (laughs) That's the question she gave me, which I thought was actually quite funny because when, like, overall the cycle is one of the most meaningless uh, feats in some ways. Like, it doesn't actually, like, clearly... Four home runs would have been better than the cycle. And so she asked that question. But nevertheless, for the Marlins getting it, and I think for the for Arias getting it, in this game, bouncing back from a 15-3 spanking on the road, like that's the thing I that I most liked is this is happening in a pressure game where the Marlins feel like they need to start, you know, piece some wins together here. So it wasn't in like a nothing game in September when the season's cooked or in a major blowout victory. This was a tight game all along. And these were big hits from Luis Arias, all littered throughout the game in big spots. That, for me, was the most impressive thing, is that Luis Arias, he's not a fair-weather hitter. He'll hit when the heat is on. And sliding down to the three spot, for me, has really, really suited him. Yesterday, how many RBIs? Obviously, there's one home run, but two RBIs for him yesterday. Uh, Jazz Chisholm with two hits. He then has a run as well, plus a stolen bag. Like, just flipping those guys, I think, has really added balance to this lineup, mate. We know we spoke about it yesterday. I know you're not overly enamored about Jazz in the leadoff spot, but since that's happened, it does feel like this offense has got itself going a bit, right? Yeah, I mean, whatever works, works. It it might not be the most um, 
productive or sensible way to, to run a team sabermetrically. But mm. for me as a fan watching the game, um, when I'm not in front of a spreadsheet or looking at numbers and just watching the game as a fan, having a rise at bat with guys on is is a fantastic feeling because you know, you know, balance of probability, something's going to happen. He's going to get a knock. He's going to knock runs in. So if it's working, if Jazz feels more comfortable in the leadoff spot, then then maybe that is... You know, these are still, after all, human beings. We need to factor that into when you're looking at mm. just raw numbers, that there are human beings attached to these numbers. Uh, if he feels more comfortable at first and, and this is back plays better there, then then maybe that's the way to go. Um, yeah. For me, Arias can, will, can and will hit wherever you put him. He is just no a doubt. machine in that way. Um, so it is a case of the Marlins trying to figure out where's best to put him. Is it to put him... To get on, to get hit in, or be the guy knocking guys in, and I, I think he will, he will hit three hundred plus, bare minimum. Minimum. I mean, that's one, that, one to nine, wherever you want to put. That's it. the floor, <laughs> three hundred. Like it's wild. Just, I mean, let's the the coincidental thing yesterday was the fact that Arias gets his cycle on a day where Pablo's pitching as well. Pablito having another stunning outing. What a stunning start of the year for Pablo Lopez. Um, I must say. This must be one of the fairest trades for two studs there's maybe ever been. Like, it's wild how much of an impact both of these guys are making on their clubs. And I absolutely love the fact that Pablito is flourishing in Minnesota already, mate. But it's great to see, right? But overall, it looks like a huge win-win deal for both clubs. Yeah, win-win. And it's it's great because it is that sense of Arias is, is playing well for the Marlins and having power. We all love Pablo. You know, it's a case of... We're, we all wish him well. We all want to see him do well. But it would be an awful shame if, if Arias wasn't playing as well as he was and then we're looking over the over the fence and seeing Pablo mm. pitch so well and, and maybe ruining uh, the situation. But for, for the Marlins, Arias is, as you said, as advertised, if not better. Um, it is now a case of there's some uh, decisions to be made going forward with what we do with him. Yeah, and that's uh, I'm, we'll come to that in a second. One final one on Arias, just in terms of you know the twelve games in, you know he's been plumbed in at, at second base pretty much every day. I think he had one off day. What have you seen with the glove defensively? How impressed have you been with him defensively thus far? I mean, it's fine, isn't it? It's yeah. it's perfectly it fine. And I, I think going into the season, there were some question marks or there were some knocks on his defense. Yeah, and. It is a case of he's not an outstanding second baseman, but he makes all the plays you should make. Yeah, he'll make the odd fantastic play, and he'll have the occasional error, as every player will. Mm. There's no issue with him at second base for me. It isn't a case of you're plugging in a guy and he looks bad there or looks wrong there, and you're constantly thinking, would he be better at first? Would he be better? not playing up the middle. But for me, right now, I don't see any issues with him in second base. He's been he's been solid. I think that's yeah. probably the best word to use to describe him. Yeah, really. It, perfect word, mate. He has. He's been solid. Like The funny thing is, you, you get the scouting reports from, you know, other fan bases, other people that, that follow, you know, the Twins. And, you know, the stick we knew about, but you heard these knocks defensively. Oh, well, the Twins have transitioned him to first and they don't fancy him at second. And he's got dodgy knees. 
you know, within three, four plays in the out, in, in at second base, I was like, he's completely fine. Like that's all smoke and mirrors. There's nothing wrong with him there. He's completely fine. And actually he's been solid. I've actually been impressed to be honest with you, you know, going from Jazz Chisholm and Miguel Rojas up the middle to Luis Arias and what is now John Birdie, uh, you know, was, was again, it's, it's been fine. Okay, there was a, a you know a slight misplay yesterday from Birdie on the backhand um, at one point. It was given a hit, so it wasn't an error. But, you know, overall, it's been solid enough. Talk to me, though, about the major topic that's like front and center of our minds now. Luis Arias just, you know, he is what the Marlins have traded for. Um, you know, he's, he's in year one of arbitration now. So, bare minimum, the Marlins have two, two further years of control. What, what do we see as being the pathway here with Luis Arias? And the Marlins, you know, they, they've had to move Pablo Lopez to go and get him. He's now, you know, in many ways, like a, a marquee or a cornerstone player where you have to give up a stud to get one. You build around him. Do you think the Marlins look to try and extend Luis Arias at some point this season? I mean, I'd like to see it. I think it's one of those. It's one of those t- talents. It's one of those skills. It's not like he's a a speedster who's you know going to get old and struggle. He's not a low contact power hitting guy who could yeah. just fall off a cliff. This is a skill that will translate for the rest of his career. So mm-hmm. you can feel comfortable extending that and spending money on that. I mean. I don't know what the numbers would be. It's early in arbitration, but it's a big arbitration number for year one. Yep. So it's it's only going to get bigger. I'd like to see an extension, but you know me with contract extensions and the Marlins and my negativity. Mm. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they went year to year, took the three years of a rise and then traded him when he's still not even 30. It's just it's the Marlins way, isn't it? But yeah. It would be nice to see a an extension, a, a Sandy-like extension, where they yeah. they do it early enough that they get some some lower numbers in there. But it's 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 got to be done soon. They won't do it during the season. It would be nice if that was the first business they did in the off season was just get that extension pushed through. I think we'll hear chatter. I think the yeah. the media will start to ask those questions um, to to Kim and to Skip about yeah. what they want to do, and they'll fob it off. Um, Absolutely during the season, but hopefully there'll hopefully there'll be enough uh, information sprinkled about that we can kind of have an expectation of will they, won't they? Yeah, it's a tricky one here for the fish. Just you know, it's driven by and Sandy's situation was different. You know, kind of pre-arb situation. So the, the, the difference is with Arias now, he's into arb, and it's a big arb one because he's you know the AL batting champ, and so you know the numbers high, uh, and it will only uh, multiply through the next couple of years. So his baseline is higher than Sandy's potentially was. And so it's going to make it maybe more expensive, a little bit different to Jazz, who's still in uh, pre-arb. And so you kind of get those pre-arb discounts and you buy out some arbitration years. We'll wait to see how they go. But for me, again, it's one of them. I've said it the same about Jazz, where you go and you make a trade and it works. And at that point, it's almost like, great, let's, make sure you see the value, the full, full value of this trade by taking it past arbitration years um, and and continuing to see the value of that. I think they should do the same with Jazz. They've done the same with Sandy. Luis Arias, to me, looks like another huge piece of this Marlins team now moving forwards and uh, someone they can build around. And thus, you know, is three years going to be enough? And, you know, it could even be just two and a half years if you know things go sideways in a couple of years' time. So where do they go? I hope they look to 
you know, I hope the conversation starts. Let's put it that way. And I hope it isn't a Marte situation where it gets left like, oh, we never spoke. And all of a sudden you just throw a last minute offer and, you know, it isn't done properly. So we'll wait to see on that one. Um, guys, it's the first ad. And then also, Sean, I want to talk about, because uh, we didn't get to talk about him yesterday. I want to talk about John Birdie at shortstop. I also, we need to talk about Garrett Cooper and Yuli Gurriel from yesterday as well. Cooper um, ends up exiting the game, which is a touch concerning, and you will be extremely concerned on that one. So we'll get into that shortly. But uh, before we do that, it's time for our good friends over at FanDuel. Uh, hold on. We need some graphics up, of course. Yes, sir. Get those graphics rolling. Um, and it's grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. Not for the Marlins, though, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook. I should have looked at the odds for a cycle yesterday, but I didn't. I'm, I apologize for that. Um, I think by by the odds, it should be 4,700 to 1 in the theory. But anyway, um, new customers can step up to the plate and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your first bet, and get those $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. Um, and like I mentioned, should be all over that cycle. I mean, probably hit the pause button on it for now. But wouldn't it be wild if the man has doubled down on the cycle uh, two two in two days? I mean, that would be absolutely stunning. Um, I wonder what the price is. I should have looked, but I haven't. Someone, if you are listening, do let me know the price. Nevertheless, don't miss your chance for a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Definitely should have looked that one up before. That would be wild odds. Imagine if the Marlins have two cycles in two days, Sean. That would be one of the freakest situations ever. But I wouldn't put it past Arias, to be honest with you. I absolutely wouldn't. Going to be a big big test, obviously, against uh, Zach Wheeler today. Let's talk about Garrett Cooper uh, briefly. He exits the game. Uh, the the broadcast was a little bit confused about why he's exit. You know why he'd exited. Is he just being? Is it a matchup? Skip Schumacher briefly touched on it. It sounded like some sort of leg injury, some sort of muscular injury. I don't know. Um, obviously, Avicel Garcia missed the last few games with a similar type of injury. So potentially concerning here with Coop. I'm not sure the prognosis. We haven't seen much, but if it's a day or two, no problem. But if it's an IL stint, big blow for the Marlins. A massive blow, absolutely massive. Yeah, it was. You know, the, the, all the hype and excitement of the game um, was was about, and then yeah, Coop, you know, wasn't in the lineup uh, for a spot, and yeah, there wasn't really much going about. I mean, no, it was quiet, wasn't it? Just because everyone was, yeah. just everyone was all, everyone you know, head, head, you know, going crazy about the the cycle, you know, clearly. Yeah. But. Um, so, so for me, I was I was scrambling around trying to find out. Uh, 3, 4 a.m. last night, what happened to Coop yeah. when everyone else was celebrating uh, for obvious reasons. Yeah, You've just got hope that it's one of those things where it just makes you know a little tightness or whatever, pull him, take him out of the game, he doesn't need to get that final lap back and uh, give him a couple of days as a day off tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, let's just give him a couple of days, miss a game uh, and hope he comes back because his bat is... He, it was 0-4 with two strikeouts yesterday, so it wasn't a great game for him. But he's been hot so far this season, and yeah. and the Marlins are going to need his bat in the lineup. Um, and if he's not there for a short or extended period of time, somebody's going to have to step up um, because Coop's Coop's been doing some of the carrying at the beginning of the season alongside Arias, obviously. 
Yeah, it definitely has. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked today to see Jesus Sanchez back out there starting in the outfield and, and Hoysalé probably sliding back into the DH spot. Yuli Gurriel probably handling first. Gurriel actually yesterday made a couple of nice plays actually at first base. The glove looked fine. Um, and the bat looks like it's coming alive too. So it's interesting. We talked about it yesterday, mate, the knock-on effect of Avicel Garcia uh, being out of the lineup. It feels like the Marlins have been able to find a little bit more balance in their lineup anyway with Avi. Clearly, uh, Avi wasn't hitting well, but Guriel made it first. There's obviously no concerns there, I wouldn't say, either with the glove or the stick. Could be a nice addition here for the fish. Yeah, so far, so good. I mean, the defense is a bit like when Coop was playing well at first, basically. Yeah. Surprise, obviously, Guriel's a bit of an older guy. But he was flinging himself around yesterday, a couple of good plays. Um, and the bat, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a contact guy, isn't he? Yeah. He fell off the cliff last year. And that was the concern is, is this the end for him? But it's early, so you don't want to sort of say he's back. But if he can keep putting up numbers like he's been putting up, I expect him to continue to hit nearly 400, obviously. Mm. But a high-contact guy um, plays his defensive position well enough. As we said yesterday, gives the team options if, if Avi is going to be away for A, a long period of time, or B, when he comes back, he's not particularly good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's uh, talk about our good friends over at Ultimate Pre Pro Baseball GM. The graphics are up as well already, so I'm, I'm ahead of schedule on that one. After that, I want to talk about uh, John Birdie uh, at shortstop. And as well, let's look ahead to game three here. Ed, Edward Cabrera, it's a huge start for him going against Zach Wheeler. Um, but guys, uh, first, before we do that, you've heard me talking about this. This is a fun game, fun, fun game. Get it downloaded. It's free and it's fun. That's So there you go. Good start. Pro Baseball GM, uh, it's it's one of the coolest games I've played in in, in ages. Um, I always think that I could be a great Major League GM. You know that. You listen to the show. Turns out it's not that easy. Well, you listen to the show. <laughs> Plus, I've been playing this game, and it is tough. But if you've thought the same uh, and thought about managing your own franchise, go and download Pro Baseball GM immediately. You can cover everything, every strategic aspect of a franchise, hiring the right coaches and staff, Managing all of the finances, scouting and drafting. You can manage the difficult personalities in the clubhouse, all of the injuries, and navigating your franchise through free agency, all the ups and downs of a season. All of this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free. Yes, sir. Free. Playable offline, on the go, uh, when and where you want. So, locked on listeners, they get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo locked on, it's all caps, in the game store. So, make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code uh, that's on the screen, or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. All right, so big bomb. Big bomb from John Birdie yesterday. He's been playing shortstop every single day. Garrett Hampson, Joey Wendell goes down. Hampson was recalled. I was wondering, hmm, I wonder what they're going to do at shortstop. Birdie's been there pretty much every day. We've barely seen Garrett Hampson. Literally a depth bench bat. That is the definition of Garrett Hampson right now. We may see him today. We probably will. Now I've uh, been talking about it. And you, you you can get that on the travel days, clearly. But um, I want to talk about Birdie, though, mate. Just being asked to fill in every day at shortstop. And, you know, not only is he, you know, starting to deliver with some stolen bases, which we expect from Birdie, but equally, he was, I believe, his second longest home run yesterday. The straightaway sender. Huge home run. To get this offense rolling, I mean, if Birdie can get himself going in that nine hole right at the bottom of the lineup as it flips, um, I think it'd be a huge, huge upgrade here for the Marlins at shortstop. What about you? 
Yeah, I mean, when Bertie hit that home run, you kind of like today's that everything's aligning, isn't it? For the <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if, if you told me that that was his, oh, you know, it was sec- only his second home run of his career. Not not only is long, it, it is a case of like Bertie's not known for his power; he's known for his speed. Absolutely. Um, defensively, like we know what we get with Bertie. The whole idea was that he's your bench guy. He's your your Swiss Army knife. He can play every single position to a reasonable level. Um, and that includes shortstop, which is crazy because that obviously is the premier defensive situation. So for the Marlins to have him at short and Arias at second, it's fine. It works. It's 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 going to get all the outs that you're going to need. Um, is it Rojas and Jazz? No, not really. But no. it's not so much of a difference that it, it just. I mean, Arias's bat obviously is is huge in that yeah. circumstance of, of creating with the value there for them so for me i'm not going into a game concerned that there's a, a defensive hole at the middle i think the two of them can play well enough um segura i have some concerns um with him at third still mm. um just looks like there's a there's a hitch in his throw from when he gets the ball to when he's actually throwing it, it kind of sort of feels like he's taken yeah. a second to realise, oh, I'm at third base, not second base. It's a different throw. Yeah. Um, and there's been there's been one, maybe two, where I think the player's been safe because of that that delay. But defensively, on the whole, I think we came into the season thinking that was a concern. So, so far to say that Sandy might have a, an issue playing in his ground ball ways to that yeah. defense. But so far... It's not been too bad. I mean, there was a couple of issues in the first couple of games, and we all overreacted, as is our want. But um, <laughs> now, on, on the whole, over a still small but larger sample size, the defense has been fine. Agreed. I think Birdie's done well to step up into that spot. And yeah, the, I, I was thinking, actually, is this time to get Jazz back into shortstop? But, you know, Birdie's, Birdie's doing fine. I think Jazz is improving at center. Uh, to your point, Mean Gene. There's definitely a few little moments where it's just a touch off, but the arm certainly plays. We can't deny that, that he has the arm strength to play there. Rise has been solid, I think, at second. And actually, the funny thing is, his first base has been our strength defensively this year, which I didn't think I'd be saying. Like, But Coop and Yuri Gurriel really putting on a clinic over, over at first at times. Um, you know, Jacob Stallings, though, the streak is over for him. His pass ball streak finally ends. Um, they the, the scorers could no longer protect him with a few. I mean, there was definitely a few one, few ones last year which were borderline, let's say. Um, but Nicky Fortes, I mean, boy, oh boy, he was banged up last night. Nicky Fortes, he was getting you know foul tips onto his arm. He got hit on on the elbow, I think, by Trey Turner with a with a backswing. I mean, it was brutal behind there for Nick Fortes. After the game, though, Skip Schumacher was given. You know, there was no. You know, there was no sympathy from Skip. It was like, yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta move on and, and get on with it. But just on the catcher situation, just very briefly here, um, are we seeing more of a fifty-fifty split here going on with Fortes and Stallings? It feels like it is. I know Stallings maybe trouble with his back, but it does feel like it's a, it's a pretty much a fifty-fifty go at the moment. Yeah, I think I think obviously Stallings needed that day off, um, and for Fortes, as you said yesterday, getting a bit banged up, I'd be surprised to see him today. Yeah, um, but it's who would be a catcher? I mean, it's just a crazy situation. Crazy. You know, you're you're the only other position I could think of is a goalkeeper in uh, in hockey. As far as things, I really wouldn't want to have to do on a day to day basis. Yeah, um, for Fortes to continue to get that that fifty fifty split though, the bat's going to have to come alive a bit. It's still a little bit 
uh, anemic, um, and mm. he should be the, the the bat first guy. That's how you want it. You want a good defensive catcher, and then a bat first catcher as your backup, or yeah. vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, Stalling's defense as well is uh, after that pass ball. I guess the uh, the scorer was uh, wasn't interested in a box of beer from him. Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> He's run out of beer, I think, because he, he definitely had to pay a few scorers off last year with a, some marginal calls. But um, Edward Cabrera going um, in, in, in game three here this evening. UK friendly, which is going to be good. It's good to watch Eddie. I've watched both of his starts live, and boy, oh boy, it's been uh, it's been interesting thus far. I'm really intrigued to see what we get out of Edward Cabrera. This Phillies offense, to be honest with you, looks, you know, it's dangerous. That top of the order as well is dangerous. So, you know, if Eddie's been struggling against the Mets a couple of times, like it's a similar test, to be honest with you. The Phillies and Mets lineups are quite similar with the top half, the top four, five being, you know, really tricky. And then it does it does tail off a touch at the bottom of the order. And so, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how he handles it. And if he can just get the momentum going, I would say, you know, get, you know, first couple of quick outs, just get in the zone with the fastball. I think that's the key bit and then work that change. But Big, big start for Edward Cabrera today, though, right? Absolutely huge. Uh, and to be fair, it's it's a good game for for him to come or a good opponent to be playing because the Phillies don't take many walks. Um, so for me, Eddie coming in and and pitching, walking less than he pitches as far as, you know, if he can go five innings and, and, not, and walk four or less, that's, yeah. to me, that would be a step in the right direction. Um, ideally, it would be better, but we got we got to do this gradually. I think um, this game, the result, it will go as far as Eddie goes. Yeah, you know, the, the the game could be over real quick if he's not on, um, or the Marlins can stay in it. I mean, coming off that win, coming off the cycle, they're going to be the, the bats at least are going to be going in full of confidence, and hopefully that rubs off on Eddie a little bit. Yeah, for sure. The the offense, the, the Marlins offense to me, I know they got blown out the other day, but you know, nine hits, three runs, uh, and obviously they they put up eight yesterday. The offense to me has definitely started to click since they adjusted things. I'm not, you know, I think the early days were a touch concerned, but it is starting to click around. You know, clearly, you know, if Garrett Cooper's down for a, a sustained period, that's a, a big blow. Um, we'll wait to see, but this is all about Eddie, to your point. If Eddie, you know, can only go three innings again and walks a ton and they're three, four nil down in the early stages and you're into the bullpen of which, you know, you've got to expect a, a roster move today as well in advance of that. I mean, Devin Smeltzer, you know, he's thrown four innings. You know, you, you've got to expect that maybe they're going to have to option Smeltzer back down to AAA. Not 100% sure if he's got any options either. So it might have to be a DFA situation. Uh, so I'm not sure on that one. I know they've got George Soriano they called up. Um, so we'll wait to see, but you know, with Smelter, the long man role, he's already been used once in the series. You wouldn't expect him to be able to go again. Um, you know, and they will need that protection. That's the point I'm making is like with Eddie and the starts we've seen, you have to have a guy in that pen that can go four or five. Um, and I just don't think Smelter can do that off the back of what he did on Monday. So wait to see big, big, massive start for Edward Cabrera. It really is like this Marlins team. We've seen it, you know, Lozado's doing his thing. The Marlins are winning Lozado starts. Sandy's being a bit up and down, but the back end of the rotation really just has to start stepping up now. Um, and just, you know, if Sandy has a blow up, okay, fine. It's time for Eddie to step up and Trevor to step up and for them boys to put their best foot forward. So wait to see. Um, Sean, thanks as always, mate, for hopping on. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Fun game last night. Felt like a great one to cover. Um, thanks to everyone for joining, making Locked On Mileage your first listen of the day, guys. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow now. So there's not going to be a post-game episode after tonight's game. 
will be on tomorrow, recapping the game. Also, starting to look into a little bit more detail about how this how this Marlins offense is really shaping up. That's what I want to really get into and start to focus in on what the Marlins' best lineup could, should look like uh, as they progress through this season uh, with, without any injuries to fact factor in. But nevertheless, we'll see you tomorrow, guys, and hopefully the Marlins go well today. See you then.